G'day punters and welcome to Winning Post's preview podcast for the weekend of Saturday, July 25. I'm John Barker, joined once again by Joel Marshall and Daniel Nuttall. Well, Joel, one of the highlights this weekend, the Bletchingley Stakes at Caulfield, the Group 3. Of course, Jungle Edge uh, picked up the Monash last time, but that day it was a deteriorating track, got to heavy by the time Jungle Edge got onto it. And the general consensus seems to be that uh, with no rain forecast and the track of soft five on Thursday, will it be wet enough for Jungle Edge? The consensus seems to be no. What say you? Yeah, well, that is the query. And I guess that's why you're getting around $6 um, at uh, sort of a currently. And, yeah, it looks looking like being sort of no worse than soft. There's no real forecast rain. So... That's going to play against Jungle Edge, but look, he's certainly a, a winning hope again. Soft ground, he, you know, that's that's okay for him in a race like this. He's run well on soft ground in better races than this, so he can't. I won't say he can't win, but certainly um, he would love a bit more rain. Yes, he also needs to be the first John Monash winner to complete that double since Rubitano in two thousand and two, um, and. Since this race was extended to 1,200 metres, the Bletchingley, in 2004, there's been only two winners that have come through the Monash. It's a little bit surprising because it's the obvious lead-up race. And I'd say that uh, even disregarding Jungle Edge, um, most of the fancy chances on Saturday, notably Viradine, who ran second in the Monash, will have come through the Monash. Daniel... In Adelaide this week, the main race is the Lightning, previously known as the Dermody. It's for two-year-olds and three-year-olds at Wait for Age. And as I've written in Best Bets and Winning Post this week, uh, it hasn't been a happy hunting ground for the two-year-olds in recent years. Only one winner, and that was Bandapur in 2017 from the last 12 years. Are you with a two-year-old or a three-year-old in that race? Uh, look, I'm with a three-year-old, but I think it matches up pretty evenly um there's it's another terrific contest it was from memory last year and this time again there's some very smart two-year-olds at the bottom of the page but um they're the ones in sort of winning form if you will but uh the three-year-olds as well are in good form and um i think a couple can sort of bounce back from um i guess disappointing runs on paper last start but terrific contest and i think it's um i think it's very even i wouldn't wouldn't shock if one of the two-year-olds were to win that's for sure yeah, well, winners in the past four years of that race include Vidora and Nature Strip, who have got six group ones between them. Mm. So uh, the connections of the winner this Saturday will be hoping to go in a similar direction. But we'll start at Caulfield, and we will start with the Bletchingley, which is race seven, to be precise. It is the big screen company, Bletchingley Stakes, 1,200 metres, standard weight for age, worth 128,000. So uh, what did you like, Joel? I'm sticking with I am someone who I've been tipping this prep, and he's done a, a pretty good job. I uh, thought he was a an each way special in the Monash, and look, he got up for third, which was nice. He, he needs to improve a little bit to turn the tables on the pair that beat him home, but I think better than heavy ground suits him. He's got a very good record on soft ground. That was his first go into the heavy range. He just got out sprinted, but he did finish off well. I just think the better ground will suit him. And he's going to be 8 or $9. I just think he's a great each-way play again. To beat five, great again, who comes through a slightly different form line. Uh, easy to forgive the miss at the Valley, second up for the pattern against. But his two runs either side down the straight have been excellent. 
and one Jungle Edge and four, uh, four Viridine make up my top four. I will put in number nine, She Shall Fly into my quaddy. Did uh, speak to Kevin Corstens this week. Tough task uh, for her to step up to this level, but he is pretty happy with the way she's going. And it could be the sort of race where a, a sort of a filly like her could bob up. But no, I'm happy to back. I am someone each way. Yeah, with Viridine, look, is the key that better than heavy ground. I think um, four will be hard to beat. You just sort of knew in that Monash with the, as the track kept downgrading, the rain, the rain kept cutting, the money just kept flooding in um, for Jungle Edge. Uh, the result was going to be, and it sort of panned out that way. Viridine was brave in the feed, and I think on better ground this Saturday can turn the tables. So four on top, six times someone. Yeah, look, going well. This uh, preparation keeps going around the mark and uh, very good into third last start. I think those are clearly the two. If they're, on, if they're going to be starting on a soft track. Jungle Edge, um, probably over the odds, considering. Um, we're in that sort of double-figure mark in the numbers. And three, Widgie Turf. Uh, love this horse. Very good return. A very good first up record. Uh, look, might be wanting a little bit further than 1,200 metres, no doubt about that, but classy animal and can certainly uh, run into the numbers without shocking. Four, six, one, and three. And I am with Viridine as well to beat uh, Streets of Avalon resuming from Jungle Edge and I am someone four, two, one, and six. Now, uh, a few of these... A few of these special weights races on the Caulfield program, I thought there were a few fairly obvious winners, at least one of whom will get rolled. But uh, where do we go for our other specials on the program, Joel? I've made my best great Duchess, race six, number four. I think she's going really well this prep. Uh, she kicked it off with a good win at Caulfield, went to Flemington, won again, beat a couple of subsequent winners. And then last night in the Leilani final, I think the 61 just anchored her. They rode her back. She settled last. She was last on the turn, and she was just never going to overrun them with that weight. But I thought she did a good job. She's racing consistently, gets a bit of a weight drop, and I don't think there's too much speed drawn inside of her, so I think she can lob into a good spot and be very hard to beat. I've made my value in the last. Going against the short favourite mystery shot, no knock on him. He's flying, and he's really well-weighted. But I thought number five, Paul's Regret, uh, was a big price. I think she's ticking along well. They've just sort of been teaching her, getting her to relax, settle. She was four wide, no cover last start. The winner, Cordelia, had her back. And, gee, I thought she was game. She finished alongside Karamay, and we saw that form measure up really well last week against Right You Are. So I'm happy to back Paul's regret each way. And best roughie, race four, number eight, Zoff Mira. I was keen on him as a, as a roughie at Flemington last start. He was 20s into 10s. Box seated, they just didn't go hard, and it was a sprint home, and he finished third behind Persan. I can see more pace in this. He's drawn well again. Can't understand why he's $26. I think he's a good each-way bet. We're going to race. That are, there are um, plenty of up-and-coming horses, but I thought that girl at $8.50 was um, was well over the odds. She's The key with her is get it, drawing a better gate. She drew 11 of 12 at Caulfield last start and got a long way back in. She worked home pretty well without really threatening. Um, I think she'll be much closer to the action here from Barrier 2. She feel like got plenty of time for. Um, she ran well in the listed Creedswick down the straight. She measures up in sort of anything she runs in. So that's sort of filly and up to 1,200 metres. Um, it's another box ticked for mine. So I think that girl, talented filly, 850. Um, look, in a pretty reasonably deep field, um, but I just thought that was well over the odds. And for that reason, she's my best at the card at Caulfield, race five, number two. The value comes up earlier in the day in race number two, right? The score um, comes out of a Moe maiden where she was second to Smart One and Deep Mirror. It was a pretty handy Moe 
made in that day. Um, I think the form will go for the form will stack up going forward. Just sort of got luck, luckless at a, at a key moment there. Um, whether she would have beaten Dietmar, I'm not too sure, but Shelley would have made it interesting. Um, take takes benefit from that. Um, Caulfield suits and and drawn well. So right the score for the Price Kent Junior. I've obviously done plenty plenty of um, good work with their two year olds this season. Um, they can add another two year old winner um, this week. Race two number ten. My value. Right, my best is nice and early on the card. In the first, I thought Tavi Dance uh, has always shown a lot of ability. Uh, beat another promising one into Tunker last start, and I think he's now ready to uh, to fulfil that potential, which is surely uh, surely extends to a race that is better than this one. My value bet is up against Great Duchess, and I agree with Joel that Great Duchess is the one to beat. And needless to say, my value bet is actually shorter, the former West Australian coming around. Uh, just did get beaten first up last time in, but uh, was very impressive from there on. Now with Brent, Brent Stanley, so that is race six, number 10, coming around. My best was race one, number four, Tavi Dance. Well, up in four cities this Saturday, including Sydney. Uh, where the big race is race seven, as indeed the main race in all four cases is race seven. Race seven, Iron Jack Winter Challenge, 1,500 metres, a quality handicap, Joel. I'm with number four, Order, again. I think he's uh, ready to win. He's been ticking along beautifully in these lead-up races. Runner-up in the Civic Stakes, unlucky, held up at a key stage in the Winter Stakes and then savaged the line late for third behind Noble Boy. I was with Noble Boy that day, but I'm happy to jump ship and get on to order again up to the 1,500 metres. I've got him ahead of number three, Mugger 2. I think he's the probably the X factor in the race. He's the horse that can sort of emerge from this race and be a real spring player. We've only seen him briefly in Australia. He had a great prep, three wins, a second in the Manion Cup and then tackled a Group 1 Tancred. So... Look, I'd be a bit sort of uh, concerned if there's a lot of money for him and, uh, you know, I could probably save on him against order again. Noble Boy, we got the cash with him last start. No knock, it was a good win. He got up on the inside. It was a lovely ride. Uh, He can certainly be thereabouts again. And nine special missile should be rock hard fit now. Went to Queensland last start, battled on really well in the glass house. He'll roll forward and give you a good sight. But um, with order again and mugger too. He's bursting to win one special missile. I'm going to stick with him. I was with him in the glass house and um, sat on the speed. Not a good run, but just no match for Crone, who pretty talented mare on a day. She's a multiple stakes winner. Um, but she, special missile is very good um, in behind her. As Joel said, fourth up now, rock hard fit. And uh, yeah, I should get the lovely run sitting outside the lead, which is likely to be the top weight Takanochi. Um, takes a lot of boxes for mine, 54 kilos. And on top here, special missile. So... Ready to win the four in next order again, who's racing well with that reward. Another who sort of deserves a win sooner rather than later. Uh, Noble Boy, of course, beats order again in that winter stakes. Um, has to be included, of course, run, um, sort of ended a long run of outs at Noble Boy. I think can go on with the job and in for fourth. I have this seven deal maker, nine, four, six, seven. All right, that's race seven. I'm pleased to report that uh, your specials at Rose Hill will cover the other legs of the quaddy, starting in the first leg, race six, Joel, with your best, number three, Travis. Yeah, I'm uh, going into bat with him again, this son of Tavistock. He's a, 
a talented horse. I, I was worried that he was staying at 1,300 second up and, you know, they, they rode him cold. He just got a long way off the lead and you knew your fate halfway through the run. He was never going to chase them down, but I thought he did a good job. Had the fourth best last 200 of the day. The winner, Edison's won again since. He's drawn gate two and we saw him first up at Warwick Farm. He was able to settle a bit closer. I think from gate two, he won't get that far back. 1,400, best horse in the race, I believe. And I think he'll... Uh, Get your money back from last time. And my value, race nine, number three, Prairie Fire. Big effort against the pattern last week. Just missed picking up Space Boy. They tried a quick backup with him at Rose Hill two runs back. And he was just a bit flat. But that was 1,200. I just think 1,100 probably sees him out. So I think on the quick backup now, he'll be rock hard fit. And I think he'll be, uh, yeah, very hard to beat. He's knocking on the door anyway. His first prep for Danny Williams. He's racing well. Pretty keen on Poetic Charmer in uh, race race eight. I think he's come back in terrific order this time. I've always long had a pretty healthy opinion of this horse. Um, can mix his form at times, but he seems to come back in, um, in career best form for mine. He was very good winning first up and second up on a heavy eight again. A little, little bit unlucky, but I don't think he would have beaten in and up. Um, still good, very good in behind that horse. Both runs on wet tracks this, this time in have been his, well, his first two experiences on heavy ground has been in these two prepar- in this preparation and he's um handled it well so i think he's going well ready to ready to peak again here third up uh, hard to beat poetic charm on my best the value comes up in the last chris lee's mare is a nine. i think she got a bit of x factor this horse i uh, really like the first up run uh after bombing the start over the sprint trip and then just pulled up with a slow recovery last start at rose hill presents here third up uh, what i like is you know, Claims three kilos on or 55 kilos, close enough to the minimum. With only carry 52 kilos after the claim for Louise Day, who's um, riding in a really good form in the city. Um, three kilo apprentice. So, yeah, Zania, race nine, number eight, my value at Rose Hill. All righty, Morfordville, the main track, the venue for Adelaide Racing on Saturday. As I mentioned earlier, the main race is race seven, TAB Lightning Stakes. This is over 10, 50 metres. Listed event at set weights for two years old, two year olds, and three year olds. Uh, there's actually only one male horse left in this after the scratching of there's a bear in there, and that's the David Jolly trained streetcar stranger. And then we have six three year old fillies and five two year old fillies. Daniel, you're with one of the three year olds. I am Sizzle Fly, who first up run to the eye pretty ordinary. I think the heavy track was blamed there. She doesn't really look comfortable in the going. Although she's a winner on um, wet tracks, I just thought she was just was a little bit out of character. I think she can bounce back here. The jump out prior was excellent, I thought. Um, she chose three kilos less into this. Um, second up form reads well. and um, Yeah, she's just too classy, I think, a horse to um, not figure here. Look, first up run was, as I said, was a little bit disappointing. But based on the jump out prior to that, I think she, she's... Um, she can bounce back strongly. So I'm with Sizzlefly on top, <clears throat> a pretty reasonable price. The two-year-olds feature next. So I'm with Parlophone, uh, who was very good first up, Sandown Hillside, beat subsequent winner in Peggy Celine. Uh, I liked her form during the summer months. She wasn't far off personal chasing that horse down the straight. Of course, personal's run a placing in a blue diamond. Um, she carries 52 kilos here, Parlophone, as does the stable mate Euphoric Summer, who was keen on at Caulfield. 
last start, but uh, just covered plenty of ground. Wasn't given much of a hope with the 61 kilos. He plummets in weight for this. Um, and another with a chance is Garvok, the seven. Over the odds for sure. She's a smart filly who's two from two first up. The jump, uh, the, the trial at Balaclava was really good. Only sort of been asked for an effort late. She extended nicely to just miss the winner there. Um, she's a talented filly and over the odds, I think, and worth throwing to all exotics at a price. My numbers, 2, 11, 10, and 7. Any thoughts on the SA Lightning, Joel? Yeah, two bets for me. I'm keen on number 11, Parlophone. I think she's a really smart filly. I was surprised she paid what she did first up, got out to double figures off a good jump out, and as Daniel touched on, good form as a two-year-old. Through personal, I just think she's going to camp just behind the speed here and be very strong late. So she's my main bet, and I'll be saving on Knowles. I know this has always been, already been some support for her. I was keen on her a couple of weeks ago at Caulfield, and they elected to scratch. She's had a bit of a freshen up since the Valley, where she was very good against the pattern of the day. Strong jump out winner since, and I think she can run on strongly. So that's the way I'll be playing at Parlophone and Knowles. Daniel, your best comes up the race before race six, number six. So we are at a decent price. That's right. I'm sort of hoping the Philip Stokes camp can have a bit of a red-letter day of Tipped that girl and Sizzlefly um, in Melbourne and in the, in the feature here. I think so. We are at a price is is worth a bet. I think eighteen hundred meters to sort of found her wanting late. She sort of loomed up to him and um, just couldn't really finish off. And then to the last fifty meters or so, she then came back and attacked the line. She was very good at Mooney Valley in a stronger race. What she sees here, um, running on. Behind the two leaders into third, um, back to 600 meters. It's the same distance you saw that day at Mooney Valley. Here um, gets a, a claimer, carries 57 kilos after the claimer. I just thought was up well over the odds. So we are. Um, so we'll be having a, a decent crack at her. She's a talented mare on her day, and she finds her best form. She'll certainly be in the finish here. Uh, the value comes up earlier in the day, race four. Um, horse, it's sort of always underestimated by the market. I think um, in Miss Jane, who, who resumes here. After a couple of months off, she sort of mixed her form last preparation, uh, but I thought went a lot better than what the form would read. She was sort of good behind Equal Love first up, who's a, we know is a talented, talented horse on her day, and, and three runs since she sort of mixed her form there. And but I think her best is good enough for a benchmark 72. She was sort of working home okay in 78s and 82s last preparation. Only carries 54 kilos after a claim for Tegan Verum, who knows her well, um, and the fresh form reads pretty well. Pretty consistent mare. Um, on her day, but yeah, so the last preparation, she, she mixed her form. She come back in good order this time in. She's definitely worth a bet in a race I don't think has uh, much depth to it. So race th- uh, race four, number three, Miss Jane, the value in Adelaide. Any other thoughts in Adelaide, John? No, that's it for me, Parks. Okay, we move therefore to Doomben. Nine race card up there. And Daniel, your best comes up in the second last race, eight number ten, Arthur in charge. Yeah, now in the care of the Chris Munts camp, as this uh, three-year-old gelding was with Mark Newnham, take he was taken to Brisbane for a couple of starts, and now finds his, um, himself under the care of Chris Munts. His two Queensland runs were, were quite good, I thought. Ran well behind Starla, two back at this track. Also got plenty of time for, um, and then just sort of got a. Got settled last in the small field and probably had too much ground to make up uh, behind Cloak on the Sunshine Coast. I think he's going the right way. Uh, he's ready to peak now, fourth up and uh, well weighted at 55 kilos. So the 10, the best, the race eight, number 10, my best of the day, Arthur in charge. 
The value comes up in race five, the staying contest. Um, I think speaking bad, we'll likely get a heavy track. There's plenty of rain forecasts in, in Brisbane from now until race day. So likely to start on a heavy track and that just sets up beautifully for speaking bad who, He's got a very good record on the East Order Services. Five starts, one win and four minor placings. She's up in grade here, um, but she's a pretty consistent mare and um, she's sort of one of those horses you can throw on anything and she'll run well for you. She's that sort of horse. So I was expecting her to, to measure up here while she hasn't got a great winning record, only three of 29. Um, she'll run a race and, yeah, worth a, she always goes around double-figure odds. So happy to have something on her each way. Race five, number 14, speaking bad. All righty, we go to Belmont once again for Perth Racy. Oh, sorry, Joel, what did you have a doing? No, no, nothing for me. You're, you're, you're quite right to press on. All righty. Well, uh, as I mentioned, there is a black type race in Perth and it is race seven at Belmont on Saturday. HG Bolton Sprint, listed event over 1,200 metres and BJ Ryan thinks it's a match race between the top talents, Red Can Man and Cup Knight. He is with the three-year-old Red Can Man to beat Cup Knight. Sam is that and Electric Light, seven, three, five, and one in race seven. BJ's best and will be getting on into the night in the east because it's in the last two races, his specials, race eight, number eight, Inspirational Girl, his best. And his value better at a good price by BJ standards of $16 is race nine, number four, Bob Catch Johnny. Earlier in the day, Joel, across the Tasman, they are racing at Pukekohe and Rickerton. Yeah, the best at Pukekohe is in the last, race nine, number 11, Kate Gem. I tipped her a couple of weeks ago and she was a bit plain at Tarapa. I was initially disappointed by that, but... She was unlucky not to break through in her first prep, and she did trial well leading into that. She just might have needed the run. This is a pretty weak maiden field. Um, you can put a pen through most of them, I would have thought, unless one of them jumps out of the ground and improves sharply. So she's the one that does have a bit of upside, and I think you can be a bit forgiving for that first up run. So happy to go again with her, Cape Gem, race nine. My value bet is race seven, number nine, Turret, another horse coming out of that Tarapa meeting a couple of weeks ago. Had trialled quite well. She just found the 1,000 metres a bit sharp. She sort of held her ground, finishing midfield along the rails. Certainly didn't lose any ground in the straight. Step up to 1,400, a big plus for this reliable man, Philly, and I think she's a big improver. Down south at Rickerton, my best is race four, number seven, Atahua Dreamtime, who flashed to the line first up, uh, came from off the speed and another couple of bounds would have won, really did finish powerfully, will be better for that run under the belt and can go one better. And the value bet is in the last race, eight, number seven, Athene. Ran pretty well first up to finish fourth. Did improve with racing last prep, so I think she'll take plenty of benefit out of that first up run. And it was a, an encouraging sign to see her finish so close. So she's worth an each-way play in the last. All righty, that wraps up a big Saturday of racing around Australasia and brings us to the segment we like to call Lazy Lobsters. Lazy Lobsters Lazy Lobsters Lazy lobsters, lazy lobsters. 
Thank you once again to Suburban Rock Patrol, Daryl Thompson-Turner for our Lazy Lobsters theme, suburbanrockpatrol.bandcamp.com for all your Suburban Rock needs. Well, Joel Marshall uh, was the standout of last week's Lazy Lobsters, Giovanna Run and Dabari. Well, we win with Giovanna Run and Dabari, Joel, just going oh. down from an absolute nose. And, in fact, they were your best in value bet in Sydney. And, in fact, I noticed that your best in value bet in Melbourne as well would have been even better. Both got up uh, at a good price. So, Daniel, you and I have got some catching up to do. I'm, you know, I'm really... You know what my $20 bet last week should have been was Melbourne at $2.35 to beat Hawthorne. I, I just I couldn't believe that price after seeing the games the week before. So, oh, so we can slide off into the into the sport betting, can we? I reckon we can. Oh, you know, can right, of worms. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, six leg, six leg multis, here we go. <laughs> anyway, reminding the readers that if you want to play in uh, Lazy Lobsters, send us an email to incoming at winningpost.com.au. Lazy Lobsters in the subject line uh, and uh, just get it to us by about 2 o'clock on a Thursday afternoon. Our participant this week, drawn out of the hat, from Cremorne in Victoria is Dale Scott. And Dale's about as uh, about as adventurous as me because he's going to Caulfield with uh, what will be fairly short price race eight, number two, Mohamedais. I need to get on the board as well, so I'm going with another shorty race one, number four, Tavidance. Joel, where are you going to go? Uh, no splitting of the lobster this week. Just a bang one bet. Rose Hill race six, number three, Travest. Daniel. Uh, yeah, well, uh, look, we'll go to Dooman. Um, $20 on the nose. Race eight, Arthur in charge. All right, that is duly entered in the spreadsheet. Uh, all right, Ben. Well, thanks very much for that. And uh, that leaves us only to remind you to pick up your winning post if you haven't already. It is online now for only five bucks if you're anywhere where you're going to have trouble getting to the news agent or indeed. In the Northern Territory or WA, for example, where at the moment Winning Post is not available and Tasmania, unfortunately, we're not out till Saturdays at the moment. We're waiting for them to uh, re uh, to, to put on that afternoon, that Thursday afternoon flight again, which is the only way we can get on sale in, on, on Fridays there. Everywhere else around Australia, of course, it is at your news agents first thing Friday morning, $5.50, all the form for Friday, Saturday and Sunday. Your favourite features as well. But in the meantime, have a great weekend, everybody. Back plenty of winners, and we'll talk to you next week on the Preview Podcast.